0: Okay. Good morning, everyone. It's good to be here. And uh, it's great to have the blooming of flowers and the birds flying and the birds chirping and singing. And uh, we've had a wonderful time with our daughter and uh, seeing some of the things around the state that we were excited about. And I thought, this is what Jeremy needs to be telling us about. (laughs) He studied about state uh, things. and. Um, places in the state that would be neat to have him give that to us sometime. Uh, Today is next day to the day of uh, the Mother's Day. So I thought "Hmm, I better change gears here pretty quick, not follow suit with, with last week's ideas. So we're very, very happy to be able to talk about Mother's Day and about things that are are uh, good for the women (laughs) that we enjoy, uh, knowing and and talking about uh, the women among us and things that they did. Uh, I've got three sheets of paper up here because each one has something on it that I want. (laughs) Um, There's so many good things that we could talk about with with the women and, and what they do, and we normally go into Proverbs, but I'll maybe avoid that today, (laughs) okay? Uh, I want this to be a little different. But I've got to thinking about the names of women in the Bible and what they did, what activities they did. And uh, so starting from kind of bottom up here, I guess you might say, um, the women were first to sin. Eve sinned. Uh, Of course, we know that that's God's plan uh, when that happened, he didn't say, whoops, what's plan B? <laughs> he already knew how he was going to handle it, and it needed to happen, or mankind would not have a choice. You would have no right, no wrong, no choice. It just had to be this way, so that we were not robots, that we would learn from our mistakes and learn how to serve God. So women were first to sin, but you know, It's in Genesis 3, verse 6, so I'll throw in some verses from time to time. If you've got a pencil and you're writing things down, it's Genesis 3, 6. But they were last at the cross. Oh, now that's important. They were the last at the cross. And that's in Matthew 27 and Mark 15. If you want to read those verses, really neat to know. Women were first at the sepulchre. That means they were concerned about spiritual matters, first at the sepulcher. They watched uh, the things happening as well uh, at the time that Jesus was put into the tomb. They were watching. They were watching at the cross and so on. Um, Women were converted by the preaching of Paul. Oh, I missed one. I I had an extended line. Women were um, also first to see the risen Savior. Wouldn't want to forget that one. Women were first to see the risen Savior. Um, Or a woman, women. So going to, um, uh, women were converted by the preaching of Paul. So there's nothing slack or lacking, you know, uh, there. We could look up a lot of verses today, and I wanted to try to avoid that because there's so many. But if you've got a pencil and paper, here you go. In Acts 16, Verse 13 through 15, with 13 being the most important. The Sabbath prayer with the women. Do you remember that? When Paul prayed with the women by the the water? Yeah. So, uh, yes, verse 13. Uh, And verse 14 was Lydia, the seller of purple, led her household to Christ. She was baptized and her household woman missionary. There's another one that hasn't been mentioned that Jesus commissioned to go to her city and to tell what she had just experienced. And she went and told them and they came out to see this person that she talked about. So she must have given a good enough report, exciting report, so that they were interested in coming to see see Jesus. Um, Going on. in Acts 17 verse 4, Thessalonica, some believed and some were Greeks and of the chief women, not a few. Oh, okay. I've heard this before that sometimes when people were preaching in schoolhouses in the good old days, you needed to specialize with the women because they would bring their family. The men might be convinced, but they maybe wouldn't be on the ball quick enough and so on to win their family, bring their family. But if the wife was interested, it was very important. In Acts 17, verse 12, in Berea, many believed also of the honorable women, which were Greeks. Honorable women, Greeks, not only uh, the Hebrew or other Uh, but there was many of the women, chief women. They were not slack on anything. They were educated, they were well known, well to do um, in their society, and they came, they accepted. In that same chapter 17, verse 14, in Athens at Mars Hill, the sermon was given there, and certain men cleave unto Paul, that's good, but then it continues, and believed, and many of them were a... Pardon me. And many among them were certain men and women, and they named the woman's name. demaris I think is the way it says. Uh, so men and women were both being preached to and heard the message and so on. They, they were accepting Christ. There's when you look at the w- names, I, I I got into this one time and I got way too many names you know, just all the ladies' names. And then I can't pronounce half of them. So, <laughs> uh, <laughs> but there was actually 21 or more, more or less, 21 good people, good women. And they're named in the scriptures, Deborah and Naomi and Ruth. And, you know, you can go on and on naming all the ladies that had uh, been notable good people. And that would be, uh, another one is Rhoda in Acts 12, 13 and 14. Uh, When when Peter was let out of jail, uh, there was a damsel came to the door. It would be nice if they told the names of all of them, but uh, they don't tell all the names. But this was Rhoda. And she came to the gate, and then there was another one, uh, the wife of Felix is told her name. Then you go to some that were not named. That's kind of sad, you wish that the names were there, that and yet it doesn't uh, embellish the story, it doesn't help the story maybe. But we need to remember that those ladies were there too. Like somebody said one time, Mrs. Noah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> How come she didn't have her first name or whatever? But uh, they're they're there. So uh, there's Job's wife, it's not named, uh, and uh, her, Haman's wife, and the mother of Samson. Uh, that's one that kind of gets to me too, because uh, uh, some of the women were would speak up and say, "Isn't there women amongst our believers that you should be looking at and maybe considering for a wife?" And uh, the boy said, no, give me so-and-so, Delilah, or give me this one, or give me that one, yeah. Uh, So there was a Shumanite woman. There was a woman that fed Elijah. There was also um, uh, the hospitality of uh, Elisha with the woman. The woman who uh, cast her might in the treasury. Wouldn't that be nice to know her name? Though it wouldn't help us really, would it? But she was one that put in more than the others because she gave of her necessity and of her inability to put more in, but she gave all that she had. Wow. Yes, that's good. Um, His pilot's wife told him, you be careful of this guy. This Jesus is more than what we counted on, okay? There's Lot's wife and daughters. Um, there's um, uh, women that had taken in adultery that came, was brought to Jesus. We don't have her name. There's Potiphar's wife, the uh, midianite woman in the camp of Israel, and the daughter of her, um, Herodotus. Um, Did I get that wrong? I bet I did. Rhodius. That was the the daughter uh, who asked for John's head on the platter. Was her name given? I don't have a Bible verse there, but um, that's sad, isn't it? And the mother of that girl. Then we've got um, uh, 22 more or less again, another 22 people uh, that were named that didn't seem to fulfill any specific thing to stick in our mind, except we do remember their names. Uh, I maybe don't need to read them all, but there's Sarah and Hagar and Rebecca, um, Rachel and Leah and Diana, uh, Dinah, and so on. Just there's, there's 22 of them. So there's quite a few, there's the Queen of Sheba and Candace and um, the Queen of the uh, Ethiopians, uh, the Queen of Persia, um, I could go on and on with some of these names, but they, they were uh, some were good, some were less, some were more or less that we didn 't have all the names that we 'd like to have or what they did i I got another one in my head, but i i 'll probably run across it here shortly. another woman that 's not, noteworthy, but her name was not given okay so what about women 's Uh, activities. And and what did they do? In short form, Um, of course they did their cooking and so on, uh, but they owned veils to cover their faces. So veils were very important to them. They owned veils. They were able to take vows. Interesting, that's pretty powerful. But there was a catch in it. If the girl was a youth, she had to have her father's approval to make a vow if she was a youth. If she was a wife or older, she would have her husband's approval. And if he first heard of a vow that should not be thus and thus, he could disallow it right then and there on the spot. Interesting. Okay. Uh, look up those verses. The reading is pretty good. That's in uh, Numbers verse thirty, chapter 30, verse 3. Um, They took part in worship. I thought, this is really interesting to know that the Scripture lays it out, that that's that's true, that's needed, that's wanted. They took part in worship. I'll get a verse here in a minute. Um, They uh, sang in a choir or they uh, got involved in congregational singing. They consecrated them, uh, whatever they wanted to give to God, they could consecrate it. They could give it as a consecrated gift to the temple or to the Lord. And that was acceptable. That, that was proper. That was good. Um, so they gave jewels for the tabernacle. Uh, they gave bracelets and rings and uh, earrings and tablets um, and jewels and gold so that the church could be fulfilled and and, uh, built and and consecrated and looked beautiful and so on. Uh, They were involved in that, not just the men. When you read in the Scriptures, this tribe gave this and this and this and this, and this tribe gave this and this and this and this. Remember it does it 12 times and they all gave the same stuff? <laughs> that marvels! That just blows my mind. How that they each one made their own list, or how much they were going to give of each thing, and it all added up to the same: twelve times twelve times twelve times twelve, yeah, one hundred and forty-four, and so on. Um, anyway, uh, uh, the women also had mirrors, whether they were a, a metal type, brazen, brass, or whether they were silvery type. Uh, or other quality, but they were actually a mirror. And when you start looking at them, and you read in the New Testament, uh, it's like looking in a mirror when we look at ourselves, and you know, we're supposed to look at ourselves and ch- challenge ourselves. Uh, they had those. We looked through a glass darkly. They had those in the, in the wilderness. I keep saying over and over and over, man was not created stupid. Third chapter, they were mel- smelting iron and gold and silver and other things were mentioned. Man was not born stupid, (laughs) created stupid. Third chapter, wow. And they had musical instruments there too in the third chapter. Mankind, right then and there. So they had mirrors and they had other glass things that they could make. Uh, When they uh, threw the Hebrew people that wouldn't bow to the king's idol, um, they threw them in the furnace that was made seven times hotter than it was supposed to be. I'll bet you some of that sand turned to to glass. (laughs) Yeah, they were not stupid. They knew what was going on. Um, The women were required to attend the reading of the law. Required. Okay, let's turn to that. Deuteronomy 31 and verse 12. I think i got some of these on this, over here. But let's go to Deuteronomy uh, 31. I put a paper in here too. 31 and verse 12. Just the one verse for the time being here. Verse 12 says, Gather the people, together men and women and children and thy stranger that is within thy gates, that they may hear and that they may learn and and fear the Lord your God to observe to do all the words of this law. The chapters prior to this are about these laws that they needed to hear what the standards were and how to live the standards of the Lord. So they were there, children and all were there. Um, the next verse goes on to... Uh, uh, to children as well as mentioned there that they would learn and hear, um, oh I might as well read that one verse thirteen, and that their children, which uh, have no have not known any anything, may hear and learn and fear the Lord your God as long as ye live in the land where ye go over Jordan to possess. they wanted them to learn first and continue forward with God's plan, going into the Promised Land and so on. They wanted to, to know and to save that knowledge and keep it going through children, generation after generation, that the children would hear as well. In Sabbath school, we were talking about how we lost this generation, and then we lost that generation, and then we lost another generation. The children are not being taught the spiritual side of life. They're not being taught to serve God. They're not taught that God is... It's an important thing to serve God. The rightfulness of serving God the right way. And we've lost that generation. Because I can remember quite a few years back, but uh, I had been injured, so I wasn't eligible. I wasn't able to do what I could do. At least I thought I was. here I am. (laughs) But... uh, we went to one of the general conference meetings and they said their youngest minister was forty years old. Whoops. What have we lost? Did we lose just ten years or have we lost more? When they turn twenty, when they graduate from high school, or you know, did they not go into the ministry? How come they're forty years old? So Pearl and I looked at each other and I said, We guess we gotta get back on that horse. <laughs> we gotta get back in the game. So that made us really change things over. And what year was that? So for 2007? Okay, 2007. And I'd had a pretty rough time through 2004 and five and six and so on. And then I went to college for two years for civil engineering. And you know, it, it took some time in there for me to heal. I had to get better, healthier, stronger. Took that time. And then immediately we sold our house and moved here and we showed pictures of the house of, that we were selling. And Don Ray wrote to us and said, or phoned us and said, Are you sure? <laughs> we had it pretty good. <laughs> but, but God comes first. <laughs> I was <picking> that was Vicki that wrote. Yeah. Okay, so we, we need to have our value system set up well so that our children learn as well. Okay, Joshua, go with me to Joshua chapter 8. Joshua chapter eight, and I want verse 34 and 35. 34, uh, and afterwards he read all the words of the law, uh, the blessings and the curses, according to all that is written in the book of the law. There, is, there was uh, not a word of all that Moses commanded, which Joshua read, Not not before all the people. I've got that over here too. I don't think this will do what I want it to do, but maybe it will. Okay, it wants to go in the wrong department here. Okay, Um, as as it was written in the law of the book, the book of the law of Moses. an altar of, of whole stones, I bet, it's, I bet it's gone somewhere. I think it went away. Let me try from over here. Joshua 9, Joshua 8, pardon me, 34 and 35. 34 and 35, Right, right over here. And afterward, he read all of the words of the law and blessed the blessings and the cursings. And you know that they're there in the, in the book of the law. They're indefinitely in Deuteronomy, the blessings and the cursings, according to all that was written in the book of the law, 35. And uh, there was not a word of all that Moses commanded, which Joshua read not, before all the congregation of Israel with the women and the little ones and the stranger that were uh, con- conversant unto them. Conversant unto them. Uh, having some fighting with my eyes as well. Uh, so he told the, all of the congregation, all, women and men, and the little ones and the strangers that were there, they all heard the law. And why was that? So that they would know how to live with this God that they had. What did God really require? What is the standard? What's the statutes? What's the um, uh, in, inferred thing, things that you would not hear directly, but what was inferred in some of the laws? So we might call those statutes and standards and so on, besides just saying law. Okay, I want to keep going here. Um, Oh, this was an interesting one, too. Let's go to John chapter 18, book of John chapter 18. And I want verse sixteen and seventeen. Eighteen verse sixteen. Oops, one page back is what's doing me in. Okay, there we go. Um verse uh eighteen. This is uh during the time when uh Cleopas was here, and uh, John chapter 18, 16. Yes, I got it. Okay, I got it. I was probably looking for verse 15 to try to bring me up to speed, um, because Simon Peter followed Jesus, and so did another disciple. You know, that's John. He's writing the story, and he doesn't use his name. So John was there, the other disciple. That disciple was known unto the high priest and went in with Jesus into the palace of the high priest. Verse 16. But Peter stood at the door without. Peter and John, different attitudes there, aren't there? Uh, Went uh, Then went out that other disciple which was known unto the high priest and spake unto her that kept the door. And brought in Peter. So John had to go out, talk to the doorkeeper that was in charge of that so that he could bring Peter in, right? The door, it says her. Verse 17 Then said the damsel, now we know for sure again, it's a female that's there keeping the door, that kept the door unto Peter, Art thou not also one of the men, uh, one of this man's disciples? And he saith, I am not. Here's John accepting the facts that he's a friend. He's bringing in other people that are friend of the accused. And Peter is denying Christ. So there was the damsel um, keeping the door. That's a a powerful position, actually, to let somebody in or not let somebody in. That's a powerful position. Okay, Uh, going on. Women wore long hair. Now, this is the one I wanted to get to before, but chapter 11, John chapter 11. So go to John chapter 11. We're going to be looking at a couple of things there. Uh, Long hair for the women. John 11 verse two. It was that Mary which anointed the Lord with ointment and wiped his feet with her hair whose brother, Lazarus, was sick. They're, they're pinpointing which woman this was without giving a name, <laughs> okay? The one that had long enough hair that once she had anointed Jesus, she used the, her hair to wipe his feet. Wow, long hair was in style. It's beautiful. If the women don't have pains in their shoulders, <laughs> okay. they can handle the long hair, right? But it was a pleasure, it was a blessing to have the long hair. Okay, then we want to go down a few verses here to um, John 12 and verse 3. It's all part of that same story. 12 and verse 3. There they made him a supper. Martha served, and Lazarus was one of them that sat at the table with him. Verse 3. Then took Mary a pound of spikenard, ointment of spikenard, uh, very costly, and anointed the feet of Jesus and wiped his, wiped his feet with her hair, and the house was filled with the odor from the ointment." Amazing. So this is the second time, you know, that this is mentioned. The long hair and what what how, how it was used to bless Jesus, honor Jesus. And 1 Corinthians 11, I'll just grab that one quick. 1 Corinthians verse 11, chapter 11, chapter 11 and verse 15. But if a woman had long hair, it is a glory to her, for her hair is given for a covering. But... You know, there's more of the story that we could talk about. But the thing was, they had long hair. And it was a glory. It's really nice. Now, it doesn't say the same idea about men. (laughs) I guess it got in their way when they were fishing and when they were doing this and that. And so, uh, the women had the long hair, not the men. They wore ornaments in uh, Isaiah 3. And 16 through 23, they liked ornaments. They wore ornaments. Uh, The scripture tells us that the women were weaker than men. Maybe physically in some things, but they didn't lack anything on building airplanes and you name it. (laughs) Nowadays, right? When the men were off to war, the women built the ships and built the airplanes and usually trained the flyers. Interesting. Okay. And I knew a lady here in Oklahoma City That was an engineer testing the wings of fighter planes. Yeah, don't tell me that the women are are short on anything. No, they're not. They're timid in some things. The Bible mentions about that in a couple of places where they were timid. They were affectionate. They were tender to their offsprings. They were courteous to strangers. They were um, uh, variously held in esteem for one thing or another. they were uh, a better part about the women. Were that they were even rulers, that they were prophets. They were uh, the Queen of Sheba, the Queen of Kansas, Kansas, the Queen of Ethiopia, Queen of Persia. Um, just goes on and on. If you start looking at what uh, jobs they had, what esteem they had, women were prophets, and it names. I, I wrote some down, but. Uh, We don't want to spend too much time, but they were even prophets and leaders. Uh, People's names, I've got verses here if somebody's interested in and where these verses are found. I got four of them immediately. Um, But you want to look up what the women were doing. The women of the Bible were in business. Proverbs 31. That's right. They bought and sold. They owned land, they they owned land. Remember the, the ladies that didn't have a husband for inheritance? And they were given inheritance. So they owned the land. The women owned the land. Had to find somebody to marry to share it with, but, <laughs> but they owned the land first. Uh, they had property rights, inheritance rights. And that's in uh, Numbers 27, Joshua 17 and Job 42. Uh, yes, there's, there's verses that tell about that. And they could sell the property. Uh, like Ruth in chapter 4 in Ruth. So this kind of takes us around the loop to good women and bad women. Uh, you can count them up. Probably 56 women are named in the Bible to know what they could do and what they didn't do, what they, how they served God, how they were a blessing to the Heavenly Father, how they were a blessing to the church. Kept their families together and kept the the religious side of life going in their households. So women were very important. They did everything from tending flocks to working the fields, uh, cooking and spinning and embroidery work and um, all kinds of things could be found in the scriptures of, of jobs that they did, activities that they had. We're very happy to have women in our congregation. It would be pretty dull in the way of singing and music <laughs> if we didn't have women. Uh, we are very pleased to have the women in the church and helping to d- drive the church, keep the church alive, keep it operating, keep it working. And uh, we should really have esteem for the women that are among us. May God bless you. and we'll. Go and eat some food that the women made. I don't know if very many men made food for today, but God bless you women. Glad to have you.